Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and today we're going to discuss 40 Decrees and Promises of Healing. Now, for the record, this is going to be part three of this series, the series on God's promises. Now, before I begin, I want to just tell you something. Um, a listener had reached out and made a comment and asked about um, the verses and if I could put together a PDF with all the promises or a script of what I talk about. I'm going to state first and foremost right up front, guys, this podcast is not scripted. This series is not scripted. The only time I script somebody is when I have someone on. Like if I'm working with Glenda, we do a script because that way we stay in order of who's supposed to speak what and when so we don't talk over one another. Now, like when I have many rounds on, we just wing it. And I look stuff up as I go if I need to refer to a specific verse or something comes to me. But when I do these verses on the promises, before each one, I pray a prayer that the Lord speak to me as I'm speaking the verses. And so that if something comes up in my spirit, I can tell you what needs to be said. Then what comes, you're going to need to know the verses. You're going to need to have them. You know, you don't get the play in the world and then refer to the verses later on. You need to know them ahead of time and be getting into the habit of quoting them ahead of time. You cannot count on necessarily a document being available unless you intend to print everything. And even if you do, that's something you should do yourself because as you're looking it up, you're then spending time in the Word when you think about it. You're reading the words. You're putting them on a spreadsheet. You're getting the ones together that speak to you. You know, because when you do that, you're learning them, you're understanding them, you're reflecting on them, they're speaking to you, and that's what's going to count. So to answer the question, frankly, no, I do not put together the scripts or the verses in a Reader's Digest format. Most teachings I do, yes, they are on the site, but with this series, because there's so many, I'm just not doing that this time. Um, you know, before each promise, I quote the book, the chapter, and the verse. And you want to be writing those down and look them up so that you can have them when you need them, when you can refer to them. And that way you can also use a translation that speaks to you. For example, some people might like the ESV. Some people might like the NLT because it's more plain English. They can understand it. It speaks better. Not everyone does well with the King James Version, especially new believers, because some of the words you can get tongue twisted when you say them, or you may not understand the way they're spoken. When I started out, I used the NLT, and what I did was cross-reference New King James Version and the King James Version. You know, the best Bible you have is the one that works for you and the one that you understand and the one that helps you put the word into action. So that's the reason I don't do that, because not one size fits all. So it's not a thing where I'm like, no, I'm just refusing to do... It's like, no, it's nothing like that. It's that... You're encouraged to spend time in the Word, and that's what you're going to need. You're encouraged to take notes on the verses you need that speak to you. Now, on this podcast, I'm going to be speaking the 40 Healing Decrees, and that document is actually available up on the resources page. And that's another thing. All the prayers, if I do any prayers, if I do any cancellation, warfare prayers, if I ever do any podcast on that, know that before I do those podcasts, as soon as I ever get... Any type of prayer that I feel is useful, that goes right up on the resources page. And there are as many up there on there that I have in my own prayer binder. And that's another thing I recommend doing is, you know, getting those, printing them up, get 
you know, yourself some protective sheets. You can order like a box of 100 protective sheets on Amazon for like $5 and put the sheets in there and put them into like a, a three ring binder. And that way you can go through them and you're not messing up the pages. The sheets already have the three holes on them and it protects it. So when you're flipping through, they don't get dirty and they don't get wrinkled. You know, it keeps it in neat order. And that's how I do it. But how you choose to do it, that would work for you. But you're encouraged to get a promise book and you're encouraged to look up the verses as they pertain. Think about it like this. If I did all that for you, how are you ever going to learn to use them? Because then you're just going to read them. Are you going to speak them? It is the responsibility of each and every person listening to this, including myself when I teach them. I have to do these decrees. They can't be done for you. Just like somebody and what comes, they cannot carry your faith. The faith you have is the faith that you're going to stand on when all these perilous times come. You know, nobody can hold you up. That's going to be completely on you. You're going to have to determine where you stand. That's why I make the plea right now to get your lives in order, come in off the worldly playground. If you're hanging out with the wrong influences, if they're sinning and they are leading you to sin, separate yourself from them. You are going to have to make crucial choices. We all are. You know, to put a cheat sheet out, that's the same as, well, okay, I could do that, but I don't get everything I ask for right away. When I pray something, I don't always get it right away. God only needs a day to come through. But sometimes you have to wait. And sometimes you have to invest work into things. This is the thing. If you are expectant on everybody to do something for you, you're never going to get it done yourself. It's like, let's say that you want to learn how to ride a bicycle. If you don't apply yourself, you're never going to learn how to do it. If you buy a new TV, because pretty much all the TVs now are smart TVs. Let's say that you get one. And you're relying on somebody who's technically savvy to do everything for you. And then something happens to that person or they have to move away because there's a lot of people moving right now and separations occurring. How are you ever going to learn how to do it? Same thing. It's the same principle. So it's not on a level of being rude. Just understand that for this series specifically, that's why I'm not putting the verses and I'm not going to create a cheat sheet for them. It is up to you to be spending time in the Word. It is up to you to be quoting the verses, learning them, and believing them. Nobody can do that for you. You can listen to the podcast over and over and over again, but that's not going to help you if you're not learning them and decreeing them yourself. See what I mean? So I needed to get that out of the way because I got asked about that, and the bottom line is I can't do everything for you. It's like you have to learn how to do it yourself. I can teach you, I can be a conduit to help you, to point you in the right direction. Just like the Lord can point me in the right direction. But if I don't do what he says to do, if I'm stubborn, and if I fall for the enemy's distractions, then I only have myself to blame, because I know what I'm supposed to do. And it's a sin to know what you ought to do, and you don't do it. So, just wanted to make that clear before we continue, just in case there were any questions wondering why the verses weren't up, or why I hadn't put any um, pages out there. Another reason I don't do that, why I don't share any notes I take on my shows, because there are a lot of other individuals out there who rip off other ministries. So I will not put my work out there for someone else to copy and do their own ministry, and then I'm doing all the work and they're piggybacking off of me. It doesn't work that way. 
All right, guys, so now that we got that all established and out of the way, let's move into the teaching. So as we've reviewed before, and as the series progresses forward, I will constantly remind you of the following verses as they are pertinent when it comes to believing any of the promises, including the healing ones that I'm going to talk about today. Isaiah 55:11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Psalm 18:30. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. Trust in him that his word will perform what you speak it to do. Another translation. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. I quote these promises themselves before laying out all the others on each and every episode so that you understand before going into any of the promises, you must believe that his word accomplishes what it says when you speak it. If you keep speaking negative to a situation, well, then that's what you're going to have. You know, people might decree somebody as being a hypochondriac, for example, and say, well, you, like, oh, well, you're sick, you're sick. It's because that person's always decreeing that they're sick. They expect the worst, and so therefore they receive it. When you speak a promise, you have to believe what it says and expect that it produces results because you're standing in faith. And if you struggle with that, pray on that. Now, in addition to those two verses, there is two more that apply today. James chapter 5, verses 14 through 15 say, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer, this is key, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So before I start, that is true, because I have had people tell me that they're sick, or they're injured, or they're not feeling well. And then I pray for them. And what do I pray? I pray the following 40 declarations from God's word for healing. And this is up under the resources tab. Now, these were decrees I found online. So they're all in NIV. But however, like I said in the intro, you are welcome to take any of these verses, any of these promises, and use the translation that best works for your situation or what you understand and how you prefer to speak it. You can say these over yourself or you can declare them over anyone. You may not be able to lay your hands on the person who's sick, but that doesn't matter. The prayer of a righteous man shall avail much. And God's word does not fail. So, let's get to it. I am made righteous by the blood of Jesus, and therefore eligible for the blessing of the Lord who heals. And this is based on Exodus 15.26. He said, if you listen carefully to the voice of of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his eyes. If you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So, this is tantamount to everything, because it's like I said in the last podcast, if you're in sin, if you keep doing the things that are against God, if you keep doing things 
that are not lining up and he does not see himself in you, you cannot expect the verses to work with you. Note the word says, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much in those verses from James I read. If you're counted righteous, if you're walking in his ways, if you're attempting at least to do the right thing, the word will not return void. So moving on. Because I worship him, the blessing of God is upon me for divine health and an abundant life and a full lifespan. So we look at Exodus 23 verses 25 through 26. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away any sickness from among you and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. So you read it like this. Once again, because I worship him, the blessing of God is upon me for divine health and an abundant life and a full lifespan. And the way these are written, guys, before I continue, they have the promise, decreed, and then the word following. So you could always do it the opposite. Like if you want to decree the word, like Lord, your word says in Deuteronomy 7.15, for example, the Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. You could say, God is for me and against those who would afflict me. And in fact, you know what, going forward, I think I'm going to do it that way. I'll read the verse and then I will read the promise, how you would decree it. So Deuteronomy 30, 19, this day I call heaven and earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. So decree it as I am a fighter and I choose to live. Joshua 21, verse 45. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. So you just simply could say God's word does not fail because it doesn't. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 3. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And they have it written here, healing is part of my salvation package. The Lord forgives my sins and heals all my diseases. And I added that part. I want to be clear on something before I move forward. This is why I said you want to change whatever you read from the word. You want to change it as it pertains to your situation. So you might decree an initial promise, for example, but you'll then word it in whatever situation it applies to. So, you know, for an example, first of all, the prevention, like it shall not prosper against me, nothing shall prosper against me. Uh, you know, I remember when COVID began and someone said, well, you need to put a mask on and, you know, I'm worried about you, Ray. You need to put a mask on. You need to, and it's like, I'm not worried about that. No weapon shall prosper against me. And when I've been sick, for example, I've turned around and said, it is not God's will for me to be sick because it interferes with his purpose for me. You just need to turn it around to whatever situation. You speak his word and speak the truth to your situation. So I want to make that clear. Because some of these, when I'm saying them, though they are said as I'm reading them, some of them I do change around. And when I'm praying them, many times, I use for whatever the situation may be. Like if I'm praying for somebody else, for example, who might be sick or injured. So... Just wanted to clarify that before I go on. And you want to know that moving forward because we know in what's coming, there's going to be likely another sickness, another pestilence, 
They've, you know, these evil powers that be, they've said it. And we need to be prepared and standing on guard and ready to use the word as our weapon to the best degree and believe it, that it will work for us. Because it does. I've tried these and they work. I wouldn't be teaching on it if I didn't feel that they were useful. So moving on. Psalm 107.20 He set forth his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. You could declare it, the word of God is healing and victorious over health. Stand strong in the promises, remember. Psalm 118 verse 17 I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. So you could decree, I have chosen life and I will declare the Lord's goodness. I will not die, but I will live. I will speak to what the Lord has done in my life. Not only shall I not get sick or die, but I will speak to his glory and his healing miracles in my own testimony. Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 22. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. The word of God carries life. They are health to my body. Isaiah 41, verses 10 through 13. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. I have nothing to fear, because I am holding hands with God, and the enemy and all his attacks melt before him. Simple. Isaiah 43, verses 25 through 26. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. You could decree it as, The enemy has no legitimate charge against me because I have been forgiven. I plead the blood of Jesus as my defense in God's courtroom and I ask for justice against my accuser and adversary. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Jesus purchased both forgiveness for all my sins and healing for all my diseases. He was crushed for my iniquity, and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds I am healed. Jeremiah 30:17. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. You could decree it as, the Lord will heal my wounds and restore my health. Everything that has been stolen or destroyed by sickness will be restored. You know, it's not overly complicated. You just have to speak it and believe it. Joel chapter 3 verse 10b. Let the weakling say, I am strong. I declare healing is happening, even if I can't see it yet. Nahum 1.9 Whatever they plot against the Lord, he will bring to an end. Trouble will not come a second time. You could decree simply, the sickness will leave and not return. Matthew 8, verses 2 through 3. 
a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. It is God's will to heal me. I am healed. Just declare it. I am healed. In Jesus' name, I declare myself healed. You have to believe you've received it. Believe you're healed. Matthew 8, 17. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. You could say it like this. The Lord took up my infirmities and he has carried my diseases. I am already healed. The Lord suffered, so I don't have to. You know, just a side note. When Jesus overcame the world, he overcame death itself. He overcame all these things that we deal with. There is an answer to everything in God's word. All of God's word is a promise and proves true. Both the things we like and the things that we're not too fond of, but they're going to happen anyway because they're decreed. Just like health is decreed, so is everything else. Matthew 18, verse 18. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So you could quote it like this. Disease is bound in heaven, therefore I have the authority to bind it on earth. It shall not return. Matthew 18, verses 19 through 20. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. So you could say God's word and I agree with Jesus that disease is illegal in my body and must leave in Jesus' name. And two or three in agreement. This is why, guys, I say all the time, we need to be in agreement because the more people praying, the better. There is power in numbers, especially when prayer is concerned. Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, Believe that you have received it, is what I was just saying, and it will be yours. So you could say, I believe and do not doubt that my adoption as a child of God gives me authority over the devil and all his works. Therefore, I speak to this mountain of sickness and I command it to be removed and cast into the sea. In Jesus' name. Mark chapter 16, 17 through 18. And these signs will accompany those who believe. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. When believers lay hands on me, they release healing. And like I said at the beginning, you don't necessarily have to. You could be praying for someone across the country or in a, even in another part of the world. It's about believing what you say, that it goes out, it will accomplish what it's set to accomplish, and it does not return void. And by the way, on any of these verses, you can decree it however you want. I'm just going over how they're written on this specific decree, but you can decree it in whatever situation works best for you. Remember, there is no limit to the way you can say it as long as it's in line with what Scripture says. So let's move on. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So you could say it is God's will that I have life and have it more abundantly. I live an abundant and full life. And that includes my health. 
Romans 4, verses 19 through 21. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. And that verse, by the way, is reference to Abraham and that he would have many descendants, for those who don't know. So you could speak to your situation. I'm healed. I'm strengthened in my faith in the Lord. I have faith and I'm fully persuaded that God has the power and has done what he has promised. Speak it as though it has happened already. Don't say, well, it might happen or, you know, uh, don't, don't waver. Don't waver. Speak it as though it's happened already. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 19 through 22. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so, through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both of us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So you could declare it like this. God is faithful to keep all his promises for good toward me as he has marked me as his own. That applies to any situation. His answer is always yes. You can stand on 2 Corinthians 1, 19-22, as I just read it. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 5. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So remember I was saying at the beginning about the hypochondriac and like how the walk around like, oh, I'm going to be sick. I have to take this antidepressant. I have to get this shot. I have to get this. No. It's like if that's what you're expecting, if, if you keep expecting illness and that's what you're going to receive, you're not giving, you're not taking that thought captive and handing it to God. You're not making it obedient to Christ. You want to say something like, I agree with God and reject every thought that lines up with the lie that my healing won't happen. It will happen. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You know, tell Satan to take a hike. You know, that's what it comes down to. Because God's word is true. God's word is tried and true. Can you believe that and can you stand on that? Because if you can, then you are healed. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. My salvation is complete. I am free from the curse of sin, sickness, and poverty. Or you could just decree it like, My salvation is complete. I'm already redeemed. Therefore, I am free from sickness. Declare it. Ephesians 6, 10-18 Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. This is what all the promises are about that I'm teaching. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth. That's his word. Buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness, proper living, in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's why we're talking about the promises And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the saints. You know, in a decree here, I have been given everything I need to stand firm and defeat the enemy. And you have. It's all in the Lord's promises, guys. The word is your weapon. And the attacks, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because the attacks are on the increase. That's why the word says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There are all these rituals going on right now in America, and I'm sure they're going on in other countries too. I'm sure it's not just exclusive to the United States. Uh, You just saw, uh, there was a thing, what was it, a week or two ago about the Grammys and how they were doing Satan worship and all this? And during all of this, now you have the Anglican church blessing gay weddings, acting like God doesn't see that and God is going to honor that. Woe to them. Woe. If you're in that church, you better get out because it is under judgment or it soon will be if it isn't yet. But evil is expanding, guys. It, it's, it's being allowed into the church. And this is what I speak to all the time. And it's already infiltrated the church. And yet, as darkness is expanding and growing fatter and larger by the day, we're acting like, oh, it's not happening. It's it's, No. This kind of stuff is on the increase, guys. And this is all the more reason I'm doing this series right now. Darkness is increasing. And now... There's all these trained derailments happening, and people are getting ill. They're, light, they're, they're lighting matches to their faucets in Ohio, and it's catching on fire. Oh, but it's safe. You should just trust us. I don't think so. I trust God. And you can trust God, and you can believe him for healing, guys. It's all right there in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Stand on his words. Stand on his promises, because you are going to need it going forward. It is not going to get better from here, guys. It's going to continue to spiral downward until the end. Moving on. Philippians 2.13 For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Decree it. God is working in me for restoration in my body and transformation in my soul, so I will be in alignment with his will. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. What is the spirit of power that you can stand strong on what his promise says of love, love others as he loved you, of self-discipline, do what's right, turn away from sin, discipline your flesh. Remember what I said about walking righteously, if you want to be healed? So, because I have been given a spirit of power, love, and a disciplined mind, I am free 
From the torment of fear, I am free from the torment of sickness. Hebrews 10, verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. So, simply put, God is faithful, and I do not doubt his word. Do not doubt, do not be wavering like the sea, being tossed all around. Hebrews 10, 35. Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. I am confident in God's goodness and his promises. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. What the Lord has done before, he will do it again, even for me. James 5, verses 14 through 15, and I started the decrees with this one. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. So you could just believe and decree prayers of faith are powerful and effective to heal. I am healed. Or if let's say it's a friend, you could say such and such is healed. He or she is healed. I declare them healed in Jesus name. 1 Peter 2, verse 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. So you could just simply say, Jesus suffered, so I don't have to. By his wounds, I am healed. 1 John 5, verses 14 through 15, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. God wants me healed because it is his will. 3 John 1, verse 2. Dear friends, pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. As my soul is getting along well, God desires my good health and wholeness. Revelation 19, verse 10b. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. My healing testimony will create the potential for healing in others. Luke 9 verse 11. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. God loves me and is glad for me to seek him for healing. And finally, Matthew 12 verse 15. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place Many followed him, and he healed all their sick. Did you hear that? Matthew 12, 15, many followed him, and he healed all their sick. He healed them. It is always God's will to heal. Can you stand on that? He doesn't want you being sick. He doesn't want you being an invalid. Believe him. Guys, I have decreed these over someone who had cramping in their body, and within a few hours it was gone. You have to believe what you say. Always believe what you say. Whenever you speak a promise, it shall not return void. It will set out to accomplish what it's meant to accomplish. If you believe it. And if you're walking upright. That's all I have for you this week. May Jesus bless you all. Thank you for listening. Guys, stay safe and stay vigilant out there. Until next time, have a great week, everyone.